some lovely ASMR there to start the podcast. Do you do you want to know what it is? I I know what it is. Do you, yeah, but I'm trying to for, for the listener. For the listeners, okay. I would like you to play into it. You see. Okay, so like I'm I'm blind. Yes. If I close my eyes. Yeah. Well, you've already seen it. Oh, I guess so. Okay, what is it, James? Well, well, Reese, it is a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And what's this that you're doing now? Well, I'm eating some Dairyly Dunkers before my dinner because I've hardly eaten today. Are they um, Dairyly Dunkers with bits of herbs and stuff? Mm. What herbs are in them, James? I don't know. But they are nice, though. So, James, you walked through the door about ten minutes ago and uh, collapsed. Shall we talk about that? Well... I mean, uh, one second before we do. Actually, welcome everybody to the Teehee podcast. The Heaty, no, the Teehee. I am Reese, the host, and accompanying me is the man with the face of four herons. James, I Evans. thought. It, hang on, it's changed every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, like it went from owls, yep, to hy- hyenas to, uh, yep. to herons. It, it does. Your face does change. No, I don't think it does change. It, it does. Sometimes I look at your face and I go, "Wow, that is a man with the face of twelve owls." But today I look at you and go, "That is the man with the face of four herons." It doesn't make any sense. I think it does. No, it doesn't. Though. Imagine. I don't think the listeners understand what's going okay, on let here. Okay, let me explain it. Imagine four herons all sat in a row, and then they were crushed underneath a hydraulic press. The face. Of those four herons' faces combined, is what your face looks like right now. The face of four. Well, I can't even visualise that, so I don't know how the listeners will. Well, maybe they should go on your Instagram and see a picture of your face, and then. Yeah, but they won't visual. That's. I don't believe that. Uh, many herons. Twelve herons. Four. Four. Four, four, four herons. herons. It was not twelve. Combined to make my face, because I'm indeed not a heron. That is correct. I I, I am. I, I know it's hard to believe, but mm-hmm. I am a human being. With the I, face of forehead. That's my species. Mm-hmm. I'm a living, breathing human being. So are you trying to tell me that you do not like the reviews of my face and the comparison to them of multiple groups of animals? Uh, your reviews of my face? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm... I'm... Um, I'm I don't know what I am anymore. You are the man with the face of four hands. No, no. But I disagree with the sign. Okay. Uh, before we get into your story of why you collapsed walking through the door, I'd like to say a quick hello to our good friend, James Bukey, who I was speaking to uh, just before I started this. Oh. And um, he has been slowly making his way through all the podcasts. Wow. I think he is up to date now. No idea when he's going to listen to this one, but he told me that he's going to listen to it and he's going to write notes and he's going to have questions. Well, I, I, I hope for many questions. I think it should become a new feature. If if he is, in fact, okay, well, what sticking we... along, along with the ride, if... we should have the James Bukey segment where we answer his questions. Yeah, we could do that. So, Buki, if you're listening, get a notepad and pen ready, uh, and as we go along, write down all your questions, and if you have listened to this podcast before we film the next one, we will start the next one with James Buki's questions about the last podcast, and that can be a new segment for us. Wonderful. Wonderful. It is, it is wonderful. It's especially 
we, we seem to be making multiple segments. Yeah, yeah, we got the past couple we, of weeks. We've got the uh, music shuffle game coming up soon. Did you want to play that today? Well, we could do. I th- I think it would be a good idea. Okay, we'll play the music shuffle game, and of course, we got some heavy rumours that I have heard in a bush. Who did I ask task you with? Um, you asked me to find out more information on the secret snap sorority. Oh, yeah. And you also asked me if I could find anything out about Sean Connery. Oh, they may be related. They may course. be related, yes, of course. And that is coming up later. I've done how. The heavy... I do. He doesn't look like a snap person, really. Heavy rumours. You have to wait and see, won't you? you have to wait also, and we're in quarantine, so... Uh, well, what's been the theme with all of these rumours is they're not taking place right now, they are from the past. They're from the past? Yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, but... A little hint, today's Yeah, but rumor, you've gone out and gone, heard some rumours. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's only come out like now, you know. So yeah. who's hanging about? All sorts of people. Maybe we should report them. I have. To the police, yeah, because that's what loads of people in New York are apparently doing. (laughs) Like some snitchy bastards. (laughs) Well, I'll give you a little hint on today's rumor. It takes place in 1991. Well, before he retired, then he was still an actor then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, James, uh, cutting back to what we originally stated, uh, you just come in and collapsed and I tried to hide your dead body but then you came back to life and then as you were making up a tea you nearly fell over again and I had to catch you like a hero well I, I mean I mean to 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 put the the listeners worries at rest I I uh, I did kind of fake it oh were you overreacting for your stuff well yeah yeah I mean I, I have severe joint pain currently uh, I'm it's probably not severe, but I like to. You like to overreact, over, overreact, yeah, for the for the for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, it's good. But I, I woke up this morning uh-huh. and thought, oh dear, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I had the uh, the instant worry that I, because I think joint pain is part of the symptoms of coronavirus. Well, definitely muscle pain, but maybe oh, it's joint muscle- as well. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I've got confused. Shall I Google it? Google it right now. Okie dokie. We'll carry on telling your story and I'll hit Well, if it's... Uh, you can clear me right here, right now. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, I went to work totally fine. Um, uh, but uh, today was uh, a maintenance day, so it was very much... The machine was down, so it was planned maintenance, making sure everything was as such. All oil levels are topped up and uh, everything's cleaned up. So it doesn't wear out the machine because we have awful lot of dust. Considering we make tissue paper, so um, yes. So I had a couple of jobs to do, uh, all of, most of which were on ladders. Oh, you love ladders, don't so, you? So, so, so I've just looked at my. Uh, my stepometer thing, which I I've been trying to track recently mm-hmm. to see how, actually how much walking I actually do in work. I wasn't. I I thought today would actually be very mellow today. You got wrong. I was wrong. It's actually been my my personal best of work stepometer action, really. Uh, I know this is very much not an interesting topic, but but I I did I today. 7,485 steps. I've looked up the symptoms, James. Uh, aches and pains are sometimes 
um, symptoms more common with the common cold? Oh, well, I don't have a cold. And the, the common symptoms of coronavirus, uh, the Telegraph said there's three. They're fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath. Have you had any of them? I haven't had shortness of breath. I've been walking around climbing all day. I uh, think I would have died. Dry cough? No. Fever? No. You're okay then. <laughs> and whilst we're on stepometers, I'm just going to have a look what mine is on my phone today. Uh, health steps today. What were you on? 7,485. Okay. Today, I have done 10,096. Wow. Well, you've been on a big walk today, apparently. Went on, went on a walk. 7.3 kilometres, apparently, it was. Oh. My big walk. Wonderful. Yeah. So you're keeping busy in the lockdown period? Yeah, I'm doing a walk every day now. Because last week I did like three walks in three days and I ended up having blisters and chafing that I could uh, oh, yeah. nearly cry from. So, um. I mean, you could, Eddie, is that it? I could. Well, didn't you, you just have an ice cold, like, shower? Because oh. we don't have a bath here no, in we don't. Don't. the boudoir. No, but, but, uh, I, I could have done more, but I'm also kind of lazy. But I'm trying to just. Uh, oh, my auntie's texting me. Oh, um, yeah, my aunt. What? <laughs> um, yeah. How is your auntie? She seems okay. I think she's in Bangor. Oh, sure why? Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I'm trying to just keep fit, and yes, I am failing. You're most failing. I think I'm failing most days. You know, my mum said the other day, "Oh, Rita, I think you've lost weight." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, mum. Thank you." So, well, maybe you have. I, I mean, I live with you all the time, so I literally don't see the changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, some days I feel good, some days I feel bad. Today's a good day. I'm feeling good today. Uh, my walk did well, and I haven't been eating that much today. So, if I can keep on this, I'll be good. Well, that is wonderful. Yeah. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful moment. Yes. And you should carry on. Oh, thank you. I, I will. I will. Carry on reaching. Carry on reaching. It is the renewal of the Carry On franchise. Featuring you, of course. Uh, Do you want to play the yes-no game of who did I see on my walk today? Oh, this is. Did you see a couple of people? I did. Familiar faces. Yes. The people on the listening to the podcast won't have a clue who they are, but this will be a fun little game for us. Okay. Uh, you can ask me questions. I can only answer yes or no. Your mum. No. Your sister. No. Your dad. No. Your auntie? No. <laughs> you can ask questions that Any are... member of your family? Was not a member of my family. Robin? Nope. James? No, you... he, he lives in Nottingham. <laughs> well, you never know. He could uh, appear. Well, pretty long walk I had. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I don't know. You may have drove down to Nottingham no. and then had the walk and then come back. No, I didn't. I didn't. Although that would be... A, that's, you're not supposed to you're do that. Supposed to, I, I haven't uh, started my car... In about a week, which is bad. I should really remember everyone to start your cars so they, they don't dry <laughs> oh, out. Yes. Well, not not only dry out, but uh, the batteries might go flat. Yeah, so remember everyone just to start your car at least once a week, maybe because even more frequently. I, I, I have a constant problem with battery failure. Oh, you're on the IQ. Yeah, on the IQ. It's a, it's a, the battery is, is good, it's a good battery. Mm-hmm. 
But the problem is, I I hardly drive that car. <laughs> in until uh, I, I well, I used to use it. Not in the current climate. No, because I can't. Yeah. Uh, but I used to use it for short runs. You know, to Mackey's. To Mackey's. To to the Burger King. You know, mm-hmm. bit of fast food. Yep. Bit of quick supermarket shopping within town. Uh-huh. Because it's it's a very nippy car. It's very small, so it's it's in car parks. It's a gem. Wow. Uh, whereas my 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 actual primary car is fucking massive. Yes. So I drive that to work. But I'm not going for short, quick uh, no. thingies to Mackies anymore. So, uh, What I do quite like about your situation right now, James, in your right hand you have a cup of tea and in your left hand you have a bottle of Bex. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> and I've just finished eating a bit of Derrily Dunkers. Yeah, you've got, you got a little bit of cheese there left. I'm going to eat it. Oh, lovely. Of course. You still I, haven't waste guessed... not, one not. Yeah, you still haven't guessed who I saw on my walk, though. I'm not too sure. Uh, former school friends? Uh, not necessarily. Do I know them? Yes. Avion. Not Avion, no. Oh. It'd be nice to see him. No, it wasn't Avion. Do I know them? Yes. You absolutely... Were they in school? Yes. But not necessarily in the way that you're thinking. I don't know. I just Go on, please tell me. I don't know if I should. Maybe I should drag this out over the podcast. You oh to, my god! You have to figure it out. I will be tortured. Well, you have to. I'm already a tortured soul. You have to figure it and, out, and you will. You will increase the torture. Yeah. There's. So I many... will cry midway through the <laughs> podcast. There's so many other questions you could have asked to figure out who I saw on my walk. Do they live locally? Yes. That you know. Yes. And I know. Yes. Does Michael know? Yes. Well, that narrows it down. <laughs> Michael only knows four people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still not quite sure. We'll come back to it later on. Yes, yes. Should we play the shuffle game? Yes, let's do it. We, we, should, we really should have a bit of a jingle for this. The shuffle game. Do you want to make a jingle right now? It's the shuffle game. The shuffle game. Oh. Press shuffle. That's really good. <laughs> you're you're going to have to do that every week, though, from now on. But I won't remember it. Well, then I guess we'll have a new jingle I, every single you week. You know my memory loss. No, the shuffle game jingle says, It's the shuffle game. It's the shuffle game. Press shuffle. Well, it's it's kind of like prolonged, I believe. Okay. So it's, it's like, It's the shuffle game. It's the shuffle game. Oh, Let's shuffle. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Right. Uh, you ready for my first one? I've got my number one playlist on here. It oh. has 84 oh, yeah. hours. Are, are we just doing any playlists now? Well, I reckon you should just use your most predominant playlist that you use the most. And maybe it has the most stuff in it. Last week right. you used like songs. Yes. Well... I mean, you could choose because I've I've got like we we talked a little bit about my little bit of an ultimate playlist series, uh-huh. and I have currently one in the making. It's currently not finished yet because okay. I'm putting a lot of work into it. Like it's like one artist, like per song. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, what is just your biggest playlist that that isn't like songs? Probably the oldest 
uh, ultimate playlist. How many has that got in it? Do you know? That has. I will give you the figure right now. It has. Uh, it has it in time because. Yes, it has it in time. It's three hours and 52 minutes. That'll do, I guess. The one I'm using has 84 hours of what? music in it. <laughs> right, shall I go first then? <laughs> yes. Here we go. I'll play, I don't know how long I'm going to play. Stereophones. See, me and you both quite like the stereophonics. Yeah. It's what we'll one do of the areas that we kind of agree on musically. Yes. We'll play the first 15 seconds of the song because I think that's copyright oh, yeah. free. <laughs> um, so that is The Bartender and the Thief by the Stereophonics. I think that is my third favourite stereophonics song. Yes. Uh, definitely the heaviest stereophonics song I think there is. Very punk esque. Uh, from my favourite Stereophonics album, Performance and Cocktails, which has a fantastic cover of a man making out with a woman, but the woman's just really bored, slash, like, out of her face on drugs. <laughs> and I really like it. Well, that was kind of like a period of Stereophonics, mm. where they just used to talk about, you know, sex and drugs. <laughs> yeah. I really like that album cover, and I want a poster of it on my wall. Uh, but yeah, The Bartender and the Thief is a fantastic song. Um... The thing I remember the most about it, we've seen the Stereophonics live twice. Uh, is it twice? I thought we've seen them three times. No, we've seen Catfish three times. Oh. We've seen Stereophonics twice, both times in the race course in Wrexham. And the bartender and the... have really seen them somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go down to Cardiff and see them. I, I mean, we funny. can't currently. No, go to Most Point Arena to see them whenever they're there. We get stopped well, by the police. Well, you know, there was a the whole thing of Stereophonics not so long ago when we weren't in lockdown yet. But we were close, I think. Yeah, they announced it. And they, they had a gig in Cardiff yeah. during like lockdown. And it was very much criticised. Yeah. I think the heat's off them now, but they were criticised at the time. Uh, Bartender and the Thief, though, on their normal gig list yeah. is the song they play before the encore. They play that song, and they go off, then they come back on. Yes. And it's a fantastic song, and everyone goes, fucking mental! <laughs> Sorry, funny gigs are, are very, very fun. Because mm-hmm. they just have like, they've got that many songs now. Yeah. That they they literally could go. We have a bit of new, bit of old, a yeah. bit of new, a yeah. bit of old, a bit of new, a bit of old, a bit of new, a bit of old. Buy a new album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it'll be like, right, here's some new songs. Here's some old hits. Also, here's a song which is an album track off an album from 20 years ago. <laughs> and everyone's like, we've never heard this song, but it's great. Yeah. I remember the first gig we went to of theirs where I made friends with that random man in the crowd. Oh, yes. <laughs> he was a weird fellow. He was just there and he was dancing. He's like, I can't believe no one's dancing as much as I am. And I was like, well, I'll dance as he much as you absolutely then. absolutely pissed out of his mind. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was a great gig. And I remember it started raining halfway through. That was also the gig where we're walking towards the stadium and there's all those guys selling ponchos and there was a guy who was like, oh, guys, it's going to rain. Ponchos here, five pounds. They're selling them for ten in there. And we wow. went, oh, fuck. Yeah, we'll buy them. So we bought the ponchos for five pounds. Yeah. We get into the stadium and the man goes, get your ponchos here, one pound each. We go, oh, fuck, the guy <laughs> lied to us. <laughs> right. Your first turn Well, the shuffle game. I'm, I'm going to change my thing slightly. Because okay. I, I, because cause you're, you have one big playlist, which yeah. kind of spans your whole music library of likeness. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of the ultimate playlists that I have uh, very much do the same. Okay. But 
in like eras. <laughs> right. So I'll just pick a random one. Okay. And press shuffle. Okie dokie, let's go. Is your sound on? Now, what's that, Reese? Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. Now, you know my love for David Bowie. Yes? Yep. It uh, spans many years. Many, many years. Was it, was it your mum who was into David Bowie? My mum loved David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very upset when he uh, unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, around that time, like, just before he passed away, it was kind of like I was starting to get really into him. Yeah. And um, I I bought his the the latest album before he uh, passed away, which was the weirdest thing in the, the world. Black Star album, yeah, yeah. but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I kind of just went back through his entire library, yeah. And I was just discovering random bits of like hits and bizarreness, yeah, throughout yeah. his entire career. And I quite like Rebel Rebel because it's 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 it's. Not a traditional David Bowie song. It's kind of a bit rocky. You see, David Bowie does these songs every now and again yeah. where he's like, all right, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then he goes, right, I'm going to do a song now that's just going to be a number one hit. Yeah. It's like he'll do stuff like Oh You Pretty Thing or Life on Mars and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And he'll go, all right, I'm doing Let's Dance now. <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which is also a very good song. Yeah, I think song. it's in the playlist. But uh... <laughs> but it's just like that's a very just like normal track in comparison to all his other stuff. Yes, yes. Right, next one for me. Here we go. Oh, what's it going to be? You know what that is? That is, uh, it's Miami. By? Uh, it's by, you know, the guy. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> I complete. I'm. I'm not in it today. Like I've lost all. Like all basic memories have gone. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I'm lie. only living in the present currently. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure why that song's on there. But you don't like it? It's fine, but I think this is my first embarrassing one because I don't think it's embarrassing. Don't you? It's, it's like they literally, literally, it's on any radio station. You could tune that on; it'll be on that day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also love the albums called Big Willie Style. Oh, wonderful! Not the best one though. The best song of his is Men in Black. We are the Men in Black, which of course has a sample of George Michael's Fast Love. Which is a song that I like as well, which is also a basketball. Right, come on, James. Song number two for you. Can it get worse than Miami by Will Smith? Let's have a look. What's that, Reese? That is GMF by John Grant. Well, this was quite an interesting story mm-hmm. because I heard this very, very long time ago. Yeah. Like, I was in the Air Cadets. <laughs> that, that's, that is correct. I, I was, you know, 
member of the Royal Air Force cadets, you know, you know, doing a bit of marching and then what a cool guy, gliding and shit. And um, I went to a camp. This was right. This is another story <laughs> because I went to RAF Digby, which is an active RAF base, mm-hmm. mainly for. Uh, Boot camp, basically, I think. Uh, but it's very nice um, and very exciting. Uh, and these guys, a lot older than me at the time, because, well, I was in year 11 and we were doing work experience. Right. So... And everyone in school was doing work experience. Uh-huh. And I went to a camp. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'll have to tell the story of my work experience at a different time, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, you went to this camp. Yes, yes, and they showed me this song. I thought it was the awesomest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, so much, I showed it, I, I was singing it to my mother, of which she wasn't very impressed. No, it has lots of bad language. Yes, uh, such as the greatest motherfucker, you know. you're ever gonna meet from the top of my head down to the tips of the toes on my feet. And during the time, I think it was 2011, and during the time, I had a really shit phone. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had an LG cookie. Oh, everyone had an LG cookie in 2011. It it was shite, but it, it just like did the job. Mm-hmm. I remember it dying on that camp as well, because oh. Michael phoned me up and it fell in the sink. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'd lost that song. Like I got home from that camp, and I never heard of it again. I was very disappointed because I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Until a few years later, when James Bukey started playing this song. You see, that's where I remember hearing it for the first time, because I think Bukey's brother was playing it. Yes. And we were on Xbox Live party chat, and we could hear Bukey's brother's music through the wall. And, <laughs> and it was that song, you're like, what is that song? It is fantastic. But John Grant is oh, insanely yeah. good. If you go through his entire library of songs, mm-hmm. they're just... They're all bangers, and every single song has like there's a there's a song for every mood in his stuff oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm for sure there was on his last album. There's a song called like "Is He Strange" or something. It's I like I haven't this, seen his latest oh, album. It's this weird like synth pop song. <laughs> it's so out there, but oh, it's great. It's great. Right, my third song. Are you ready? Yes. Well, well, this this is. And this is in the Just Great Song playlist. Yep. It's kind of throwback to last week where I just had lots of Murray Gold. That is Murray Gold hanging on the telephone wire or something like that? It's from Series 4. Series 4 of of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. It is the song that plays when uh, former Prime Minister Harriet Jones uh, puts the subwave network through the Torchwood Riff in order to reach the Doctor. To tell him that the Earth has been stolen by the Daleks for Davros's evil plan. Sounds like a general Dalek uh, <laughs> plot. But yeah, um, season four is my second favourite season of Doctor Who. Oh, what is your first? Season three. Oh, oh really? The, the three-part master finish and also the um, uh, family of blood in the middle. Yes, yes. Very... We've gone on to a nerdy tangent here, but yeah, that's something. I there. feel like th- this is what this this segment's going to turn into. Oh, yeah, it's just like moments in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, because of these songs. <laughs> also, it's weird because this weekend was the watch along for that. 
Yes, yes, it was. And it was season four of Doctor Who, especially the finale, is just Russell T. Davis going, Look at all the stuff I have built over all these years. Yeah. Let's now watch it's it. all come together. Yeah. I'm gonna have my main show mixing with my two spin off shows that are both very successful. Also I'm bringing back all these characters and I'm bringing back Davros and it's gonna work. It was kind of uh Infinity War before Infinity War. Yeah. But back in two thousand and eight. Two thousand and five, six, seven. Yeah, it must have been two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight, because two thousand nine was the specials. Yeah. Right, yeah, but there you go, that's the song I have on there. It's only a short song, but I like it's up tempo beat. Oh yes. Oh it's some good soundtrack. Thank you. Right, your next one, your third one. My third song. Right. I'm very nervous. Because I don't know what the hell is going to come up on any of these. Now what's that, Reese? That is "Come On to Me" by Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's one of his latest. Well, it's more modern. I wouldn't say latest because it's been out for a while. Um, well, so. the album came out less than a year ago. Did it? Mm-hmm. What? It's a great album. Fantastic album. What year? Twenty eighteen. Was it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Be about Egypt Station, that album. And you know what? It's fantastic. There's so many songs there. Come on to me is good. Um, re- despite repeated ro- despite repeated warnings, really good song on there. Uh, there's this whole like three part finale that he's got on there. Uh, it's it's great. Yes. Well, anyway, it's your song. You talk about it. I mean, I've I've always been a great fan of. You know, Sir Paul McCartney? Yeah. You know, member of the Beatles. Is he? Well, yeah. Mm. Well, former member mm, since they so. disbanded. Many years uh, ago. Many years ago. One of them's dead. Um, two of them are dead. Two are dead and dead, yeah, unfortunately. Oh dear. Who's your favourite Beatle? It's like, part of me wants to say Ringo Starr because he just takes no shit. <laughs> But but it, I think it is Paul McCartney yeah. because he's got career longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look at like solo stuff, George Harrison's really good. Yeah, yeah. Really, like if he was still alive, I reckon he'd be still putting out fantastic oh, yeah. songs. Yeah. But Paul McCartney's up there. For I mean, solo they're all stuff. all good, talented lads. Oh, weren't yeah. they? The... I mean, I I got back into Paul McCartney because of a song which I know you completely despise. What is it? It was a song <laughs> that was released for the video game Destiny. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that. You don't like it. No. You, you hate it. I can't even remember what it's called, but I remember not liking it. And uh, I, I, I think it was most my reli- most religiously listened song during that era, which was like, I don't know, 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I I mean you weren't you weren't the only one. I think everyone hated that song. Apart from you. Apart from me. Which was the most bizarre thing, but uh anyway, I digress. Also that song there, I first heard that. Uh James Corden did a carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney where they drive around Liverpool oh. and that song was the only song off the new album that they played and I thought this song's actually really good <laughs> And they're driving down Penny Lane. 
Pre-Lane, of course, where I have done a comedy gig. Yeah. I've done a comedy oh, gig on Pre-Lane yes, in have. a building where the Beatles had performed and uh, Freddie Mercury used to live. But yeah, was that uh, all going through your mind at the time? Well, it was because the bartender told me about five minutes before I went on. Oh. Right, so um, we'll do a couple more each. So my last one was Murray Gold. My next one is. Now, a certain group of people will instantly know what that is, and yes, the other yes, group yes. will never hear that song ever I mean, again in their life. People that have followed us from our previous podcast, yeah. our other podcast, the IWO yes, podcast, the IWO podcast will instantly recognise that theme. That is Shock to the System, which is the entrance music for the Undisputed Era. You love you know, the Undisputed Era. Are a wrestling group. I love the Undisputed Era. I think that song is incredible. I used to listen to it every day, twice a day, whilst, whilst brushing my teeth. Whilst brushing your teeth? Yeah. I was get... it just exclusively for brushing your teeth? No, I would it? listen to it a lot, but I get bored brushing my teeth, so I would like rock out to this. Oh. It's a great song. Wow. So, um, let's just quickly dive, quick, do a quick dive into wrestling music. Best yeah. wrestling entrance theme? Best wrestling entrance theme. Ooh. Oh, well, there's been many through the years, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm currently thinking modern. Okay. You only best modern because, entrance because you, if you look in the past, you can only just go. Well, the best entrance theme is actually uh, the Undertaker because he's fucking banger, isn't it? Well, it, the it, death I, match. If, if we were to do of all time, I would. Or Triple H. I would say Triple H. Yeah, the game. Or Shawn Michaels. Sexy See, the, the, through the past, that I, I think there's like, if you are a wrestling fan and you've seen the Attitude Era, you have those things. You have these these songs which are just like, oh. They, these are great entrance yeah. names. Broken glass. Such good shit. Yeah. Broken glass for Steve Austin. Oh yes. Uh, oh. If you smell what Give it me more. Looking. Inject it into my veins. Right, so um, what's the best modern one then? I think it's Asker's theme. Oh, that is good. That is a good one. I'm trying to think of one that is better. They're all a bit shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think people differ on modern stuff. Well, they're all a lot of them are just like generic metal song number yes. eight with no lyrics. Yeah. Um, oh fuck, Unspeed Era is up there. Uh, if we could, if we stick with NXT, Velveteen Dreams up there. Shinsuke Nakamura's is really good. Yes. Um, but I'm gonna say Naomi. Really? <laughs> I I like that. It's like some kind of Euro pop banger. Not a fan. Not a fan. No. Not a fan. I, I think originally I was, um, but now it's getting a bit tired. Okay, let's play your penultimate song. Penultimate? Penultimate. Second to last. Second to last. Yeah. Okay, right. Here we go. Oh, I'm still on the Egypt Station album. Uh, Shuffle. Oh, you've beaten me this week. <laughs> Give you one of my favourite ever James Evans quotes. That's bloody Fleetwood Mac, mate. It is bloody Fleetwood Mac. Go your own way. Go your own way. You know, Fleetwood Mac. It, it, it may be, maybe, uh, you know, a bit, uh, you know, 
You know, everyone loves. I don't know a person who doesn't like Fleetwood Mac. Everyone loves Fleetwood Mac. Uh, so it's kind of, in my own words, a bit basic, but. Uh... No, I think you get a song that everyone likes that is basic, but then Fleetwood Mac go above that because everyone likes it because it's the best song. Yes. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody. Everyone loves Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's not basic. That's the best song ever recorded. Yeah. So that that's that's literally just on there because you know it's a cracking good tune. Uh-huh. And also, I think my love for Fleetwood Mac re-energized itself after the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yes. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh, it's the chain in there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Fleetwood Mac only ever had one UK number one single. Do you know what it is? I know. Okay. Can I have a look? You can have a look at the songs, yeah. All the songs. Why are you looking at the songs? I'm going to turn the light on, it's getting dark in here. I can look at the songs without actually Googling it. Yeah. Uh, I believe. Because I. I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't think of the. I don't know actually. It's Albatross. It's an instrumental song. Oh yes. Which is really weird. It's, it's, it's beautiful though. I love it. Yeah, great song. Right, ready for my final yeah. piece on the shuffle game. Here we go. Please be something good. Do you know what that is? I don't actually. That is Georgia Smith with Blue Lights. Wow. Which is a song I really like. Georgia Smith is absolutely fantastic. Um, What was the name of her album? I I can't remember. This is the first uh, one of this week that I don't know. Yeah, she had an album that came out a couple of years ago called Lost and Found, which is really good. She's fantastic. I reckon she can be be one of those big British artists in the next... She's just like under the radar and she goes BANG! Well I think Radio 1 play her quite a bit but she's not like the top top tier yet but yeah. I think she will be I think she will be there's not much I can say about George Smith because she's just she's good listen to her stuff It's right. a good tune Your final song please Mr Evans Well I'm going to go on to uh, um, because I've been very much taking them from my second uh-huh. uh, playlist uh-huh. I'm going to take one from my most recent one it's not finished yet okay. but uh, I, uh, they, they are more Stuff I'm listening to currently. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? That's Billy Joel with Uptown Girl. Oh my god! You're now playing Catacomb by Stereophonics. I mean. That's not on the playlist. You can't turn it off. Right? <laughs> Billy Joel, Uptown Girl, please take it away, Mr. James. I love Billy Joel. He's just fucking great, isn't he? Yes. He, he, he plays plays piano, which is a massive tick for me. No, you love I piano. Love, I love list of piano players on my favourite artists. Well, not only does he play piano, but he is the piano man. He's the piano man, of which is actually my favourite Billy Joel song. Oh, because I was going to ask you what your favourite song is. I think for mine is, um, she's always a woman to me. Oh, that is also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Uptown Girl is... 
it's very much unexplainable why that's on there. I've been listening to him recently, mm-hmm. and then that one has just been repeated and repeated <laughs> and repeated because it's so cheesy that it's hilarious. You know, now you brought up Billy Joel, I'm going to have to say, you, sorry, now you brought up Uptown Girl, yeah. I'm going to have to say that there is a better version of Uptown Girl. You, you're joking? No, there is a version of. Because, I mean, I mean. I mean, the ultimate experience of what uh, listening to uh, Uptown Girl is also watching the music video to it. Yes. It's uh, very Dream- iconic. The car wash. No, yeah. the mechanic stuff, isn't yes. it? Do you remember when they give it in Ashes to Ashes? <laughs> yes, that was very much storyline purposes, though, wasn't it? Uh... The, the best version of Uptown Girl ever recorded is by John Barrowman. Oh dear. And the boys from the Any Dream Will Do Joseph musical competition. <laughs> it is fantastic, and I will stand by it until the day I well, die. Maybe we can listen to it next week. Maybe. Maybe. Right, shall we head into uh, big rumours, or have you got something else you want to discuss? I have nothing else to discuss apart from. I'm currently sweating. Oh. I don't know why. Maybe I am dying. Maybe. Well, the oven's on, I think. Oh yes, the oven is on. Is your food burning again? I need to put my chips in. Should we take a quick pause for the call? Yes, please. <laughs> Go! Go! You put your stuff in, have you? I have. Right, well, uh, also whilst you were away, I was able to grab a quick drinky. A quick drinky. So that was good. It was good to have a little break. And now we're ready for the big rumours. You're ready for some action. You know, yes. rumour action, because... Uh, last week we had the wonderful story about uh, the Australian Prime Minister, uh, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and Amanda Holden. Yes. They were all part of a uh, a wonderful snap uh, competition society. Uh, the secret snap sorority. And don't forget, there was also the Iron Sheik and former Wrexham goalkeeper Andy Dibble. Oh, also yeah. in oh the yes, yes, good point. Yes. Well, today, last week I sent you on the task of hey, listening to... Some juicy, juicy, saucy, saucy, oh, kinky, uh, rumours about, uh, the origins of the, 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 the origins of And if I could, also Sean Connery. And Sean Connery. So, is there a jingle for rumours? No, not yet. Okay. Have you put something in the microwave? I have. Well, that's going to ruin the mood when it goes off, isn't it? It's going to go ding, and then we'll go, ha-ha! <laughs> right, so before we get into the rumour, <clears throat> I want to state something. Um, as always, just rumours, please don't sue us. And also, the Prime Minister of Australia's name is Scott Morrison. So I'll be referring to him as Scott from now on. Good old Scotty boy. So, last Tuesday, as always, as every Tuesday, I went and hid in the bush, yeah. and I kept my ears... To the ground, listening out for rumours, and I have found to you, James, the origin of the secret snap sorority. Get on with it, then. Okay. Let me take you back to 1991. Scott Morrison eventually will become the Australian Prime Minister, but right now, it's little T-boy... In his local parliamentary council. And it's his first day. And he gets to his office and he looks in. And there's a lot of older people there who've been there for quite a long time. There's one younger guy. We'll get to him later on. But it's mainly old people. So Scott, 
sits down in his new little desk and he has a new... He has... Hey! Scott sits down on his... Scott sits down on his desk <laughs> and he um, has a little area he can put up photos of his family and that. Yeah. He hasn't actually got any family at this time. Oh. So he puts up a poster of his favourite person, Kylie Minogue, because he is Australian. And he goes, bloody hell, Kylie... I love you almost as much as I love politics. No. <laughs> in that statement, though, is actually a lie. Because Scott Morrison always wanted to be a magician. But oh. his father wouldn't let him. And said he had to go into a career of politics. He said, listen here, Scotty boy. One day you might be the Prime Minister of this good country. And Scott's a young boy. But, Daddy, I don't know if I want to be Prime Minister. I want to be a magician. But anyway, that, that, that dream was squashed as he went into politics. So he's there with his poster of Kylie on the wall and basically his job at that time is just filing. He's filing things alphabetically yes. in date order. Occasionally he can make cups of tea. He'll, anybody for a brew? Like that, to the <laughs> office. And, he'd get, and over the few months he would do this. Very much alienating the entire Australian population. This is how he talks. He has a silly voice. You've been listening to a lot of videos of him. Yeah, there. Oh. So um, over the next coming months... He's doing this every day, doing his filing. And he begins to just grow a bit bored. And on day upon day, he gets more and more bored. And these people are... Um, yes, people he works with are a lot older. They go home to their families. There's no real nightlife or just a friendly environment. Oh, really? Scott goes into a bit of a depression. What? And anyway, the younger guy in the office notices this. And his name is Stephen Catamole. I thought you were going to say Steven Seagal. They're not Steven Seagal. Steven Catamole. Cat-a-mole. And now, who is he? Let me tell you. He is a British man oh? with a voice very similar to mine. Anyway, one day he was on holiday in Australia and he fell in love with the politics of the country. So he decided to emigrate and join the local council establishment. Wow. So anyway, he sees uh, Scott being all sad, and he goes up to him and goes, Hi, Scott, you, you have 20 fin this evening? And Scott goes, Nah, mate, I'm going to go back to my flat and be all alone. And so, so Stephen goes, Well, how about you just come up with me? I'm going on a bit of a night out tonight. Do you want to come along? And this is the first actual conversation that Scott has had in a few months. He goes, Oh, cool, blimey, governor. Uh, yeah, let's go out and hit the tan. Like that. <laughs> Because he's trying to take the piss out of British people. But he can't do it. So anyway, Stephen goes along with Scott. And they have a lovely night out. And they end up in a casino. What? And Scott says, Ah, crikey, Scott. No, (laughs) Stephen. Stephen. Scott. Stephen. (laughs) Crikey, Scott. Just crikey, Stephen. I've never been in a casino before. I'm not sure if my father would approve. Oh, dear. How old is he at the time? Uh, 19. Oh, so he's... I assume he's old enough to he's go He's old to enough to go in a casino. Do you know the, the local gambling laws of Australia? In 1991, this was perfectly legal. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, Scott... No, Scott. Stephen says, um, don't worry, don't worry, uh, don't worry, Scott. We'll just go in, have a quick little game, cut out. So they go in, and on the first table is a bit of blackjack. Wow. And, uh, and um, Scott goes, ah, not fancying that. And he keeps on walking down, roulette. Nah, mate, not for me. Uh, poker, oh, that's too complicated for myself. Oh, oh dear. And he pulls up to the next table, and he sees a game that he 
recognises. A game he has fond memories of playing with his father back on the farm. And it is a game of snap. You know the, uh, all this information. The rumours are very detailed. Uh, wow. So it's a game of snap. So Scott... Well, we, we all know how snap goes, you know. Yes, yeah, so everyone's played snap. So Scott Morrison sits down at the game of snap. That's when Stephen Catamore comes past and goes, Oh, Scott, mate, are you sure this is the game you want to play? And Scott goes, Yeah, mate, I love snap. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes... Excuse me, uh, Gavna, talking to the dealer. Oh, yes, the dealer's yeah. name was uh, Chegwin. Uh, what? Uh, sorry? Chegwin. 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 It just happens to be your uh, the name of your horse in, uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Very, very popular name I don't for think people did, uh, and horses. I... So it's Chegwin, and, uh, and he goes, Okay then, sir. And he goes, sorry. <clears throat> Okay then, sir, please. Oh, he's also a British man. Well, no, but he's put on the voice to sound more professional in the casino. Surely you could put on the professional Australian voice. No, the Australians want to hear British people in their casinos. I don't think they do. Especially in 1991, they did. So he goes, okay then, sir, please buy in. So uh, Scott Morrison, you've got £20 worth of chips. So he goes, you know what, I'm going to put them all in here. And he puts the £20 worth of chips down on the table. That's when Chegwin goes, Sorry, sir! The max buy-in for this game is one Australian dollar. What? And Scott goes, Oh, crikey, mate. I'm not supposed to win any money. He goes, You see that many people try to make a lot of money off a snap, but it is more civilised than that. Anyway. There's one other person playing Snap at the time. So yeah. Scott's at one side, this other guy, who uh, he doesn't really have a name because yeah. he, he's, his name is lost to history. And here comes... And, you know, Scott's so annoyed that only $1. He goes, well, bloody hell, mate. I'm bloody going to go all in on this first round. All in, here we go. So he oh, puts wow. all $1 in. And the other guy is forced to put all in. So that a bit of a crowd is gathering now because people are going all in on this game of Snap. Oh, so my God. Chegwin, Chegwin, the man, he's sweating a bit. He's never been under this kind of pressure before. What? So he starts dealing. Two, seven, king, queen, four, eight, ace, nine, nine. Scott goes, crikey! And he slaps down and goes, snip! Like that, <laughs> and and he wins. He wins. And, and he wins. And um, all the money. He wins all the money. And wants, all the dollar. Yeah, yeah, all the Australian dollars. And once the uh, once the house takes their cut, he walks away with a lovely one dollar sixty five. Oh, pathetic. And no, he's on a rush. He's on a rush. He goes, oh bloody hell, mate, bloody hell. This was incredible. I've never felt a rush like this before in my life. I've won one Australian dollar sixty-five. I need a bit more. I need a bit more. And uh, that's when uh, Stephen Catamore says, well, when the fun stops, stop. Uh, wow. But he also says... Because that is quite quite interesting, really, mm-hmm. since it's the, the motto of Skybet. And his general uh, gambling authorizations. Uh, general, yes, all of them. He's ahead I, of I think it's, uh, it's uh, the the uh, you know the great British government. Yeah, regular, he's, he's ahead of his time. Is old Stephen Catamore. Reg, regulatory so, uh, gambling commission. Well, Stephen Catamore says to him, "Well, if you want to earn a bit more money, 
There is a tournament going on where the max buy-in is five Australian dollars. What? So Scott Morrison says, Crikey, I've got to get in that game. So he signs himself up. He comes back the next day. And there's uh, a few different people there. Uh, there it's, a, it's more than one-on-one this time. This is a high-stakes game of Snap. There's about nine people around the table, including yeah. Scott Morrison. Now, seven of these people, their names have been lost to history. What? But one of them was Scott Morrison, and yeah. another one was Sean Connery. What was he doing in Australia? In the Australian casino playing Snap. So anyway, wow. this is... These... I'm playing a game of Snap. snap. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> So anyway, um, the game starts. It goes on for hours and hours and hours. And um, slowly, one person falls, another person falls, another person falls, until it's just Scott Morrison, the future Prime Minister of Australia, versus legendary Scottish actor Sean Connery. Wow. 1991. 1991. And Chegwin, he's dealing, and he goes... This will be the final round. Winner takes all. So he goes to deal the first card. And you hear, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. And I don't know if you know this about Australian casinos, but there is a bell. And if the bell sounds, that's end of play on all games. What? So Chegwin announces, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologise, but this game will be continued tomorrow. 10 evening time. What? Yes. So. A full 22 hours? Yeah, yeah. I assume. You, you, you're right to assume. So, um, Scott Morrison has this old bit on his heart all day, and Stephen Catamore goes, Mate, don't worry if it goes wrong. You've still got this. It's just a bit of fun. When the fun stops, stop. So, because this game has got so much national attention at this time, both Sean Connery and Scott Morrison are given private dressing rooms in the casino what? in order to get ready it's before like a, this like big game like a wrestling game. match yeah before yeah. this big game so uh, uh, Stephen Catamol goes to Scott's dressing room early and says I'll meet you there meet you there so Scott Morrison rolls up to the casino he walks into his uh, dressing room and goes crikey <laughs> Stephen Catamol is dead what he's, he's dead on the floor he's dead dead on the floor oh my god and um, there's a little note on him that says, unless you unless you want this to happen to you, you'll throw the game. Oh, signed, so you 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 are you're a, signed S C. Oh, Santa Claus maybe, but most fingers would point to Sean Connery. Sean Connery has murdered an individual uh, allegedly. So anyway, the game comes down to it, and uh, obviously oh, Scott so Morrison is shut up a little bit. But he's continuing the game. Well, he has to. He's that far deep in the game now. There's a, there's like, I mean, how many people did I say were there? Eight. Oh, no, no, no. Well, well, what what you did say is they'd all gone. It's winner yeah, takes but all. Like, there was like, I'm just trying to figure out how much money was on the table. There. So it's uh, six people's money plus the other people's money. You know, so there's forty Australian dollars. What? Up for grabs in this one game. So there's. Uh, Scott Morrison and uh, out come the cards of course Chegwin under an awful lot of pressure yeah. at this time and uh, they start dealing 
and Sean Connery does something that's never been seen before in Snap. He starts trash-talking whilst the cards are being dealt. So Chegman's going, four, and Sean Connery goes, where's your friend today? And he goes, like, six, seven, all by yourself, are you little Scotty? Uh, <laughs> King, nine, you're going to lose this game. <laughs> Two, five, well... I'm going to walk away with those 40 Australian dollars. Uh, ten. Ace. If you know what's good for you, you won't win this one. Six. Six. Now, Scott Morrison, he goes, I don't know what to do. This is all happening in slow motion, of course. Yeah. He's going, oh, I don't know what to do. And then he hears the ghost. Stephen Catamole. What? Who goes? Snap, Scotty, snap. And Stephen and uh, Scott Morrison goes, crikey, snap! <laughs> and he looks right in Sean Connery's eyes as he does it, and he wins the forty US dollars. Which after Austra- US dollars. Oh, sorry, Australian dollars. <laughs> which after the house is cut is around about thirty-two Australian dollars. And Sean Connery goes, "This isn't the last time you would have heard from me." Like that. And uh, afterwards, Chegwin is talking to Scotty Morrison, and uh, Chegwin goes, "Well done, sir. You are the victor on this night." And uh, Scott Morrison goes, I need more. I need more. And Chegwin goes, well, unfortunately, that is the highest stakes game of uh, Snap in the world. As as the UN, if they were invented in 1991, (laughs) have ordered that no more than $5 per participant can be taken in a game of Snap. And that's when Scott Morrison goes, I have an idea. Why don't we make an underground snap league you come and work for me with the money that I've earned here in this competition all $40 oh, of it oh wow and Chegwin goes but sir oh, sorry, that's Sean Connery he's not here oh. uh, Chegwin goes but sir what will what will we call this organisation and he goes the snap sorority and he goes but sir the SS is a very bad name <laughs> that's when Scotty Morrison goes the secret snap sorority and we will play for as much money as we want oh my god I cannot believe it and that there oh is our time was that just in time just in time that was that is the origins of the secret snap sorority and how future Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison started it all with his good friend and dealer, Chegwin. Well, what did you think of that rumour there? Well, it's very detailed. Oh yeah, I like your previous rumours. Yeah, I, I, it's quite bizarre how efficient you are, like mm-hmm. throughout the week, mm-hmm. finding these rumours. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so, I bring you a task. Okay, another task. Right. Because I would like to see, uh, you know, the evolution of the uh, secret snap uh, sorority. Sorority. Uh, Rumours of that, of okay. course. Uh, 
rumors of like additional members mm-hmm. you know, you know, from anywhere I don't I don't know and 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 some more Sean Connery more Sean Connery yeah. okay right okay I'll see what I can do I'll keep my ear to the yeah, ground yeah yeah and see what I, can I know find. it's quite hard you see yeah yeah well but, but. especially we're finding out rumors about Australian secret organisations but you know it's it's difficult in the, in, in, in North Wales in North Wales <laughs> it's very difficult to find but I'll, I'll see what I can do um, I think that's it for this week for this week's episode of, of the old Teehee podcast I hope you've all enjoyed the no Teehee uh, we'll be back next week with more Shuffle Game uh, more rumours maybe uh, Buki's questions and you know a whole host of more fun things I imagine beautiful until next time goodbye that's the stuff. Do it, Mike. <laughs> Do it normally. That's